Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Phone Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel, and on this episode, I'm flying solo. But this episode, I wanted to reflect on probably nearly the last 12 months. I did a, a change from DSLR and moved over to a mirrorless system. Now, I know a lot of people are considering this at the moment. There's a lot of people thinking, when, when do I, you know, when's the time to transition from a DSLR camera to a mirrorless camera. So I see a lot on the different forums, a lot of people have discussions about this exact subject. So I thought I'd reflect on the last 12 months of my change from shooting um, with a Canon EOS 5D Mark IV to the Canon EOS R5. So I'm very familiar with the Canon ecosystem and lenses. I'll take you through the process. So when I decided that I was going to make the change. There was lots of things I kind of was, I suppose, anxious about. Just wondering how I'd adapt to, how to adapt to the new system and whether or not, you know, the, what challenges might come along the way, what benefits I might get. So interesting enough, like I said, I'd put off going mirrorless for a while. I'd looked at the mirrorless systems when they first came out, and I kind of was happy, saying, "No, I'm just going to keep shooting with my DSLR." But it got to a point when the current crop of Canon, like the R6 and the R5, are just such incredible tools that actually there's so many advantages by changing. So I basically started off with the Canon R5 and I purchased just one RF lens to start with. I purchased a the RF 24-105 to because it was going to replace my kind of go-to lens I use for street photography on the 5D4 which is the L series 24 to 105 Mark II and that's a fantastic lens so I thought I oh, will you know I'm going to go for something for I suppose a, a focal length and feature set that I was familiar with so that was my first RF lens so adapting to the mirrorless technology and I'll be, you know, frank and honest because I did the first couple of days. I did kind of struggle with it a little bit. I was just because the few just subtle differences. You know, I tried to use the live view, but I've come back to just totally using the the electronic viewfinder, which is absolutely fantastic. So it really, to me, like it's it, it just looks like or feels to me like I'm still using an optical viewfinder. I do like that style of shooting, and it, look, it's just habit, I suppose, because I've. Because I've shot that way all my life. I mean, I've shot with SLRs in the film days, then transitioning over to DSLRs. So I've always used the the viewfinder. The only time I'll tend not to use the viewfinder is if I'm shooting in kind of a studio situation where I shoot tethered and I'll be using my laptop to see what I'm actually capturing rather than looking at the back of the camera or looking through the viewfinder. So I made that jump over to mirrorless at the same time purchasing the camera i bought an adapter so i could put all my ef glass onto um, the rf adapter mount to the the mirrorless system on the r5 
And because I own quite a few L-series lenses, I wasn't ready to kind of go out and replace them all. I wanted to, to you know, try it. So, I mean, like my 70-200 to 2.8, um, which is one of my favourite lenses, you know, it works absolutely fantastic with the adapter on that body. What was my first, I suppose, the first things I noticed? Well, the, one of the first things I, I noticed, and to a degree it was a bit of a miss conception at the time is that I felt that the battery life was very very poor on the on the R5 I seemed to have thought I was going churning through batteries quicker than I did on my say 5D4 and it was basically because I was watching the battery indicator on the back of the camera and I don't think it's really giving a kind of a linear response to the, the actual charge in the battery because you start looking at it and you're saying oh we've got one bar left I better change the battery so it took me a while before I just basically thought, you know what, I'm just going to sh- go out on shoots and I'll just shoot until it gets critical and it starts flashing, you know, low battery, change battery. So I pushed it to just see, and I was quite surprised actually that I got a lot more shots out of a battery than I thought I was getting. Again, I was watching that indicator on the back of the camera and I'm thinking that, oh, the battery's nearly expired, but it, it's not really that way. So... I've been able to manage the battery because I've got quite a lot of batteries. I bought two of the dedicated batteries for the R5. People may may or may not know that there's a new battery which came out for the R5. It's a slightly higher capacity battery. And so I bought two of those at the same time and then I've just got a, you know, um, quite a collection of, from all my 5 Series cameras, um, the LP6 batteries, which I use in the in the in the uh, R5 as well so I've got plenty of batteries so that's never that hasn't presented on any shoots I've done I mean I just recently did a shoot in the city with a musician um, you know shot probably close to I think I probably got up to around nearly a thousand images we shot and it was just on the first battery I think the thing is if you depends how you if you're doing a lot of um, review on the back of the camera then you might find obviously it's going to use more battery. But if you're just kind of shooting constantly, not really using live view, I tend to find that the battery, it's just not a it's not an issue for me where I thought it might have been an issue, but it's actually not an issue. So I, like I said, I suppose one of the things is I've really enjoyed some of the extra flexibility that I've got from the mirrorless system, and that's some of the, you know, the in-body stabilisation, the IBIS. Um, I've found that I can shoot now at much lower shutter speeds and still get a sharp image with the in-body stabilisation, you know, kicking in and working. Okay, so what are some of the other things that I, that I noticed using the the R5? So, you know, I've lost, I used a fair bit of my EF glass on, on the adapters and surprisingly could not see any loss of quality or functionality. The autofocus still worked amazingly well. And I suppose one of the big, I suppose one of the big game changers. So I keep, so I've kept my 5D4 as a backup body, and I'll take it on shoots, and I'll sometimes I'll have a different lens on it. But I tend not, I tend to try and use the R5 to shoot everything. I just, I've really clicked with that with the mirrorless system. I just really love everything about it. There's some, you know, features. Like one of the things I love is that I can move the focus point by just using my thumb on the back of the screen so you've got your eye up to the viewfinder and 
you can move your thumb around and it comes up with a little orange um, circle. So you basically can put the orange circle where you want it and then hit to go to get focus and bang, that's where the focus is going to grab first. This is really handy sometimes if you're shooting with a bunch of people and you've you know, got one dominant person that you're trying to capture. Sometimes the um, eye detect might go to the person beside them. So this is a really easy way for you to drag it to the person that you want to lock onto and um, remain focused on. been a feature that I just absolutely love and I just use it all the time. Like I said, I just recently did a, a shoot in the city of a musician and it's just so it's, I believe it kind of speeds it up because you can you can get through the shots like we were moving from location to location fairly quickly we we're getting the shots that we needed to get and then we could move on to the next location and keep shooting and I f feel like if I was shooting with my 5D4 the process would have been a bit slower it would take a bit more time getting the focus and sorting things out but I just found it so those from a work flow point of view I just find it so smooth and so easy to 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 use that camera after I kind of started shooting with it and really getting comfortable with it like I said I've, I've virtually haven't shot with my DSLRs because I just I just find like I said I'm just gravitating to the R5 every time I go out on a shoot I, I haven't I have it there as a backup but I like I said very rarely does it actually come out the camera bag I've also kept my 5D3 as another backup body as well and that poor thing hasn't seen any love for a while. Either. It's just sat there because it's just kind of a fantastic camera. But again, the R5 is just its just in a game. It's just in a whole new space above the, um, the 5D series cameras. So I enjoyed using the RF lens that I had so much, particularly the focus control ring focus control ring gives you the ability to be able to control certain functions quickly by dialing and around also on my adapter ring I bought the one with the control so I could basically if I had my uh, EF lenses on it I could have that extra level of control I find that incredibly again useful and it speeds up the whole process I've got it set to to be able to exposure by quickly maybe dropping a stop or adding a stop depending on, on the situation so I can quickly adapt for different backlighting situations so I find that really and really a useful tool and I've really like I said I've really embraced it so now I just use it all the time like it's if I'm not if I were to pick up my 5d4 I'm kind of missing that feature straight away the some of the other things like I said I just Loved using the 24 to 105 RF lens. It's just something about that that glass. So I went on to buy the RF 50mm 1.8 lens, and it's a fantastic little lens. Like it's 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 great, and I shot with that, you know, and just loved it. I was interested then to buy something a bit longer, so I kind of. Went backwards and forwards on which lens I was going to buy next. I ended up buying the RF 600 f11, so it's a constant f11 lens, 600 mil prime. And I just wanted something if I was doing some wildlife shooting or or sports or something just to get that extra reach. Because the type of stuff I'd shoot with that, the f11 is not an issue. I'm not shooting in low light situations, so it's not really an issue for me. It just blows me away that lens, like it just for the for the amount of dollars it costs. And the results it delivers with the, the the tracking and the focus on the R5 
it's just an absolutely fantastic lens to shoot things like birds or wildlife or, or, or other things where you need to get closer to the action. So that so I had the three RF lenses and I was kind of as as much as I loved the 50mm 1.8, I got to trial and use a 85 1.2 and did a couple of shoots with it and absolutely fell in love with that 1.2 lens. So I was considering buying that lens, thinking, well, I've got the 50mm 1.8. But then when I kind of reevaluated it and realised the type of shooting that I do, that, you know, if I'm shooting with an 85mm and I'm trying to get like a full body shot, I'm going to have to be about six metres back from the subject to be able to, to get them fill the frame. So where a lot of my street stuff is I probably might be a little bit, or in tight situations I might not be able to, that lens 85, as much as a beautiful lens it is, the 85 might just be a little bit too much reach. So I looked at the 50mm 1.2 and that's what I ended up deciding. I actually bought the 50, the RF 50mm 1.2 lens and I sold my 1.8. I didn't have a need for it anymore. It's an incredible piece of glass. I just absolutely love it for this type of stuff. I So I used it on a shoot on the weekend with a musician and I basically shot the whole thing on that 50mm lens. It's just such a beautiful piece of glass and it just works so well. I just love the just the feel, quality, how responsive it is and how good it works. So definitely RF glass is definitely an advantage on the mirrorless cameras. I just feel like it just you know, it completes the package. It really just makes something done. So and at the moment, I'm, I don't really have any plans to buy any other RF glass because my, my EF stuff that I'd use, the 70-200 and 100mm macro uh, and a few of the other lenses I've got, they kind of fill the spot. I've got a the, the 100-400 L-series. I've got a 14mm um, prime, which is kind of used for Astro, that type of stuff. Um I've also got the the 24 to 105 Series 2, which I wouldn't put on because I'd just use the native RF on that body. I wouldn't use the adapter and use that lens on it because I don't don't need to. Also got the 17 to 40 L series lens as well. I don't shoot with that much, but sometimes that's quite handy. Sometimes in an interior situation where I need that extra extra reach. Or, you know, if I put the the 14 mil prime, sometimes that's just a little bit too much. Um, the way it makes the image look fantastic because you can cram a lot in there but you can actually see some of the distortion happening so would I go back to shooting with my DSLR would I, would I trade my mirrorless camera in my R5 would I trade it in and just go back shooting DSLR well the answer is no I just can't I, I find it really difficult to put that camera down and one of the things I noticed about that camera is is you just really want to go out and create with that camera. You want to use some of the technical type capabilities that camera offers. I can now go out and shoot at very low shutter speeds, and that's particularly interesting in street photography. It allows me to shoot stuff that previously I would probably have to be on a tripod, which has its own challenges when you're doing street photography. You, when you're doing street photography, you want to kind of travel pretty light. You don't have to be lugging a tripod around. So the fact that I can do some really slow shutter speeds and still get sharp images 
with the R5 using the inbuilt IBIS is, is fantastic. So I really do like, like that feature. I know that I kind of for myself and look, everyone's going to be, it's going to be different for everybody. What's what's going to work for you or, or you know, what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. But I've really, like I said, I would struggle to go back shooting the shoots I've done with the 5D4, particularly the focus. I mean, it's one of those things that just helps you work more efficiently. Number of keeper shots is incredible because you tend to, I've now started to, um, finally started to kind of pare back the number of shots I took because typically how I'd shoot with my, you know, 5D4 is I would overshoot because I knew that some of them I'm going to have missed the focus or they're not going to be quite right. So I tend to overshoot knowing that I'm going to have enough in there to be able to produce what I need to produce. I'm now getting so comfortable with the with the um, the R5 and shooting that I can kind of go in and get three or four shots and know that I've got three or four shots to choose from that I can I can work with. It does give you that level of faith, like you just basically really trust the gear. I mean, I've always trusted Canon gear. I mean, I've always that's one of the big things for me. That's why I've, I shoot Canon. I've just had an incredible run of reliability from canon i've had the cameras in really difficult hot cold dusty wet you name it environments and each time the camera the cameras just performed they just worked the way that you want them to work so they just never gave me any any i suppose any any reason to doubt because they're just reliable so i kind of knew that i could trust it to get the shot it's kind of like i said it's I've been kind of blown away by how good the mirrorless system is. And like I said, I could never go back to shooting, I think, DSLR. It's just, it's just to me, the advantages I get from shooting mirrorless far outweigh the DSLR. So for people sitting out there thinking about wanting to look at changing from DSLR over to a mirrorless system, I really think it's something well worth it's well worth doing doing the investigation and, and, and look at doing the change. And what I could you know suggest to people if they're kind of sitting on the fence and you're not sure, maybe go out and hire an you know an R six and just shoot with it for a day and just see how you feel at the end of the day. Particularly if you're kind of like a if you shoot with something like the you know the five series in the Canon range and you know, you're not sure what you know which direction to take i looked at the r6 but i i wanted to have the ability to shoot that higher end video and i wanted the ability to have that higher sensor size the 45 megapixel sensor size because it just gives me a few more options of some of the stuff i do so and that mightn't be for everyone someone might find that the the r6 does everything they'll need it to do and i believe from everything I've read about both the cameras that they're very similar as far as like the eye tracking everything works the same so if you're buying the R6 you're still going to get all those benefits you're just not getting the big the bigger sensor and you're not getting the full video capabilities that the R5 has and for a lot of people shooting and in one of the forums I mean hardly a lot of people hardly shoot video and I've shot very little video on my camera on my R5 it's typically all been stills 
that's been just the way I shoot. But I, I, I want to at some point transition and do more video. So my idea was buying that camera was to have the capability available to me that once I want to start shooting more video that I've actually got a, a quite a capable camera to be able to do it on. And especially that's when, and that's why I wanted to build up a bit of a a bit of a I suppose range of lenses in the RF to use with it. I think the the 50 mil the the RF 50 mil shooting video on that on that camera would be an absolutely sweet combination. And I'm, I'm hoping shortly I'll, I'll go out and do a bit more of that stuff. But so, like I said, I know there's a lot of people who ask me questions about about jumping over to mirrorless and and you know is it worth is it worth doing? Should I wait? And it really depends on what what type of stuff you're shooting. And I think the I suppose the key takeaways from the mirrorless system is for me is that it's just given me a few more tools to be able to create. It's allowed me to let my ISO creep up. It's allowed me to decouple the camera from a tripod and shoot at some lower shutter speeds. It's allowed me to do things that I couldn't do previously. And every time you get, a, I suppose, a feature in a camera that allows you to do something that you couldn't previously do, that definitely helps with your creativity because you've got some other area to explore now how you can shoot because, you know, previously the, the gear held you back because it was, you know, couldn't shoot in that really low light situation so i think it just gives you so many more opportunities to explore and create and like i said i'm really enjoying it using it in you know to shoot you know commercial type shoots i'm enjoying it to do shoot my street photography and just general shooting it's just a kind of an all-round camera that can do a little bit of everything and it does it really really well i think like i said i don't know why you know, it, I suppose it's it's when, I suppose if I think back in reality, I took a long time, I took a while to change from film over to digital. I looked at when digital started appearing, I looked at it and I actually borrowed someone's camera and I shot with it and, you know, it was one of the very early digital cameras and oh, I don't know, I just, I could, it was some things about it I liked and a lot of things I didn't like and I just kind of go back to what you're familiar with and I went back to shooting with my Canon film bodies but then then I did get to a point where I was looking at what other people were producing and I'm going I can't I can't replicate some of this stuff with my shooting on film or it's very very difficult to replicate it shooting in film so I started looking at the digital systems and that's when I went over to the, the Canon EOS digital DSLRs and been shooting like I said ever since and I've you know shot all the way through from basically all the the five series in the full frame when I went from crop I started digital crop and then I went to full frame and then I kind of stuck with full frame because again it, it kind of felt more like my roots in f shooting 35 mil film and like I said the transition of going over to a full frame full frame mirrorless camera is absolutely you know that's that was I suppose my pathway that was the direction I was always going to take so, yeah, look, it's it's one of those things that if you're sitting out there and you're wondering what to do and whether it's worth it, I would definitely say to you, look, go out, get your hands on one and try it. You'll be pleasantly surprised how good those cameras are. And I think it, it gives you a bit of a shot in the arm too. So if you're kind of waning with your level of, I suppose, commitment with the camera and you're kind of like getting stale, this gives you a whole new reason 
to go out there and shoot from fresh stuff and, and get involved and try shooting some different stuff because the camera actually gives you so many options that you can't get out of your normal DSLR. And like I said, there's people you know banged on about the overheating thing. I'm not shooting video. I'm and I know people who shoot video on it and they just haven't had that issue as well. Like it's it's sometimes stuff gets beaten up out there and people will be put off because there's some bad press about something other oh, camera overheats. I've never had in the last 12 months any issues shooting with my Canon EOS R5 camera. Not one single thing, it just works. Just, you know, turn it on, point, shoot, and off we go. No problem whatsoever. Just don't have any dramas with it. So as I said, so sometimes you've got to read between the lines that sometimes stuff you read out there about different products aren't always correct. I think you need to talk to people who have actually been using the products and, like I said, get your hands on something and just try it yourself. And I think you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised if you haven't shot with one of the either the R5 or the R6 and you've been a Canon DSLR shooter that when you pick that camera up and start shooting with it, I think you'll be you'll be blown away. You will be just in awe of that camera. So you know, as normal, we love on this podcast we love your feedback we love people when they you know give us send us messages and send us um ask us questions and that type of stuff so always happy to to answer those things so jump in we also love people when they follow us too so subscribing on uh, itunes or in your favorite podcast app you can jump in there and, and subscribe and also for people who love podcasts i've got a brand new podcast that i started just recently in the episode one's out it's called meet the maker meet the maker australia so meet the maker is a little bit different to the focus and the exposure podcast we do here at photo mission meet the maker is and on my very first episode of meet the maker i'm talking to musician rob clark rob's a brisbane based musician and basically we go through and we we learn how he's how he developed his love for music and writing music. We also feature a couple of his songs in there, so you get to hear it. But we also he also gives us a bit of a, a breakdown of how those songs were created and the process that he used to create it. So it's always good listening to another creative person and how they and, and the challenges they face. And, and it's so similar to photography that photographers face the same type of challenges that people like musicians face when self-doubt and and other things creep in so that's available on spotify at the moment it's also on anchor and it's on a few other podcast sites we will be adding it to more um, in the future but if you jump over onto the photo mission podcast instagram account in the link in there on there is actually a link in there to meet the maker as well so I've been Steve Finkel and this has been Photo Mission Focus and we've been talking about um, my transition to mirrorless. Hope this has been some um, help or some interest to you. Uh, until next time, talk to you soon. See ya. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.